Welcome to the Pursuit of Relentless podcast, where we get a little bit real and have some fun. Uh, today, I am so excited. I just spent a week in Mexico with this beautiful lady. Uh, it has been an absolute crazy <laughs> little while here, but uh, I have Paige Grant on with me today. We're in the same financial business, but we're in the opposite ends of the country. So I am super blessed to have her on the show today. So welcome, Paige. Oh, thank you. It's been a crazy week. Like I said, we went and saw Dr. Joe Dispenza in Mexico and learned how to meditate like for real. And I learned the science of meditation and like how it actually changes your brain and all of these crazy things. And I don't know, I read over my notes this morning and I was just like, wow, oh, I don't remember learning any of that stuff, but I'm glad I wrote it down. You know. And then there was just like little phrases that I, I wrote down for myself and I took a lot more out of it the second time going through my notes. Anyways, Paige, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you start in business? What's your background? All that kind of stuff. Oh man. Well, before I, before I go into that, just cause you brought up Joe, I've been talking about it with everybody and I, they probably think I'm a bit crazy, but it's, you're so right. Like I went through my notes too and I was like, oh man, I'm so happy I wrote this down because I just feel like we learned so much in seven days and it was nonstop that now, like, it's so neat that we're doing this, this podcast now because I just feel totally changed, like, forever. I'm so much more aware now, whereas before, I'm like, what have I done the last 27 years of my life? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a, little, a little bit about me, I guess, well, I come from personal training, which I loved, by the way. Like, I, I never thought I was going to leave it until I realized how little my impact actually was. And my reach actually was, and actually going into the meditation week, one of my, my intentions was to figure out what my purpose was, I guess. And one that kept coming back to me was generational impact. And that's always kind of been the underlying reason why I switched over to the financial industry where I never thought I would be in at all, by the way. But I mean, if you're Canadian listening to this podcast, you understand that Canada is a disaster money. So I really want to have an impact I need to start in like where everything starts for a family which is typically the lack of money yeah so that's where I mean that's where I come from born and raised in Thunder Bay tiny place but it's awesome I'm now back there which I never thought I'd ever be back here I had an ego problem when I thought about coming back thinking that you know this place can't you know give me anything and it wasn't gonna work out but again with old programming limiting beliefs I realized that it doesn't really matter where you go because you take you with you. So whatever your beliefs are, that's what's going to happen. Totally. Well, and you look at just how much you can learn in such a short amount of time and you realize that you're like, oh, all those limiting beliefs that I told myself, where'd those come from? You know, you're just like, oh, I just have to tell myself different stories in my head and then I'll create this whole new life for myself. Oh yeah. And what? It's like 95% of us is subconscious. So most of the things we tell ourselves we've made up anyway. So how, yep. how much of our past is actually made up? <laughs> exactly. Oh man. And how much of it are we just perceiving completely different than it actually is? You know what I mean? Oh man. When I started in our business, I was only 22. So a few limiting beliefs were I'm too young. I'm a girl. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. And nobody had told me that except for myself. 
Right. And then once I was put into a, an environment of, of growth and support, I remember one of my coaches, one of my mentors, he, he always said to me, he's like, Paige, you, are, you already have everything it takes to win inside of you. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to go with it. And then a year later, we became a senior broker. So, I mean, if I can do that 22 clueless broke, have no background in finance, I believe anybody can. They just have to get their mind right. Yeah, totally. So what do you wish someone told you when you first went into entrepreneurship? Like if you could go back and tell yourself something when you first started, what would it be? Mm, That's a great question. Probably to continue to trust, uh, to continue to surrender, because I feel like I did that very well in my first year because it was so exciting. But then going into that second, that third, that fourth, you almost overanalyze the how and the details and you kind of lose that happy-go-lucky, go-the-flow spirit. And so I'm now four and a half years in, I'm finding that again and it's becoming a lot more fun. And I'm going to Mexico for a week in the middle of a pandemic to, you know, add to myself. So I think, yeah, I think it would be, it would be that just totally enjoy it, have fun, don't overthink things because if you know where you're going, it's going to happen. Yeah. I literally didn't understand why I was called to go to Mexico until I looked at my vision board and you can see it behind me. The people on the screen can, it says develop your visualization practice. And I didn't know what that meant until I got that phone call. And it was like, Elena, you need to come to Mexico. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. What are you talking about? That's crazy stuff. And then I was like, Oh, I asked for that. (laughs) I get it now. (laughs) It makes more sense. So yeah, it's all about trust and just understanding that when you put things out into the universe, you will attract it back to yourself. And you kind of just got to sit back and let it happen. And those things are going to come up in your life. And it's going to just be like, hey, you should go do this. Or hey, did you have that thought? Oh, that thought was actually something else. Like someone's planting something for you so that you can become your best self or whatever. So I had some negative feedback on my Facebook this week um, from a family member. And I was really upset about it. Cause I was like, man, if you only knew what I learned this week about the scientific reprogramming of your genetic cells and like how you can overcome disease and stuff like this. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so frustrated. But at the same time, I understand what they're going through and I understand that they're struggling and all the stuff that's being put out into the world right now, it's just, it's meant to scare people. And I think that's why the podcast here is so important to me because I'm like, Hey, you don't have to be fearful. You can believe in yourself and just trust that everything's going to be okay. And you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in that stress mode. And I think that before this week, I was really focused on my stress levels. And I was like, Oh man, like this isn't good. Like I need to make some changes. And, uh, after learning about how melatonin production happens and like that kind of stuff, I'm like, Oh, it all makes sense now. Cause the best I ever felt in my life is when I did keto. And the reason why was nothing to do with the diet. It was the fact that I was actually getting melatonin in my body. And I'm like, Oh, so that's all I have to do is like learn how to sleep smarter or like not eat certain foods right before bed or not be super stressed out and actually exercise. And, you know, like there's just so many ways that you can get those hormones into your body and then you regulate and mm-hmm. that's it. And I'm like, oh, that's way easier. 
And it, I, I think that also comes back to when you first mentioned your family member uh, perspective, right? Like that's how we see our world, not as we are, or sorry, not as it is, but as we are. And yeah, like, and then with that, with that last comment, people take years and years and years to learn their body and what works for them and what doesn't. And, you know, if you have the right coaches and the right guidance, you can just speed that up a bit faster. So you're right. Like what you learned this past week was life-changing for you. That person may never experience that ever. So if we look at that in a financial aspect, like Elena, how much do we know (laughs) about how to actually get out of debt and save cash and, you know, do all these good things. But then we see people purposely struggle and reliving their old programming every single day because they just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. That was me for years. I was in debt for ever, 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 ever. And I just thought that that was normal. And I thought that it was okay. And I didn't think it was a big deal to have money on my credit card and like some on my line of credit. And then I understood how money worked. And I was like, holy cow. So you're telling me that I'm investing in these investments with my bank and I rep banks and that's great and all, but they didn't teach me how an RSP worked or how a tax-free savings account worked or like any of these investment vehicles that we can choose from. They just said, Hey, put money in here. And it, Turns out it wasn't even growing. And then they'd lend me that money that I was investing back to me on my credit card so that I'd go spend it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is crazy. So once you actually like understand those little tiny concepts of, hey, this is what these companies are doing to take advantage of us. And they're leveraging the fact that we don't understand it. I got mad. And then I got educating. It, well, exactly. We've, we've normalized making a $50,000 income, but financing an $80,000 vehicle. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense at all. But in our brains, because society is like, yeah, I know you're good and you're proof for it. You're trusting that the system is going to bring you to a place where it's going to be okay. And really it's not. Somebody needs to make money somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big reason why I left fitness Yeah. And you talk about generational wealth earlier and that really hits home for me because I look at the fact that I don't want to turn out the way that my parents did and my grandparents did. Like my grandparents on my mom's side, very, very poor, like a bajillion children, you know, like lived in a tiny, tiny house their whole lives, lived very meager lives. And then I look at how some of my aunts and uncles did very well and the other aunts and uncles didn't. Right. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, where's that dynamic? But it's all their perception of what they took from their parents on money knowledge because they all learned the same thing. They all went to school the same time. You know what I mean? But I'm just sitting here going, okay, so what was I taught about money? And then I look at where my parents are at and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is terrifying. Because if I turn out like them, I'm going to be not in the place that I want to be. I'm like, I want to have a $10 million passive income every year. And people think I'm crazy, but then when you meet rich people, they're like, that's it? <laughs> you know, like, that's all you want? Well, it's it's so true. And, you know, I, like, when I came into our business, I wasn't making much more than 30000 a year. And, you know, then we hit six figures in two. And that was with us building, opening an office across the country, doing all these things where money wasn't focused. It was about building. Mm-hmm. And so I remember my first big month, I was like 23 grand or something. And it was just went poof, it was gone. I'm like, alrighty, that's what happens. That's okay. I get it. Uh huh. And it, I've never done that since. But it, it took losing that, but me realizing that very fast. So obviously now, you know, our income has grown and it'll, it'll keep growing. But if we can't handle those small things, we will never ever be given the big things. 
Yeah. I remember my first $10,000 pay cycle. I took a, po- I took a picture of it like on my phone. Cause I pulled up my pay cycle and I was like, Oh my God, I just made $10,000 and we get paid twice a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, that is the most money I've ever made in my life. But at the same time, I was in a position where I was a heavy equipment operator, right? I was making a, just under a hundred grand a year. And I was, that was normal. Cause I live in a place where that's normal. A uh, hundred to 200 grand a year is fairly average up here. Then I look at the fact that I was like, Oh, screw it. I quit my job making $30,000 part-time with our firm. And I was like, whatever, if I can make 30 grand part-time, I can make 60 grand full-time. And I did it. And now I make way more than that. And I'm like, Man, if if I listened to the people who tried to talk me out of it, oh Elena, that would that's so stupid. Why are you quitting your job? I'm like, cause I fucking hate it. And I, you know, like there's so many reasons why I'm not going to do this to myself, you know? And people just get so scared of the fact that, yeah, there is some uncertainty there, right? But don't pick a business that isn't gonna create you generational wealth. First of all, pick a business that can have those options. I met so oh, I met a lady in Mexico and she's like, yeah, I'm top 200 in Young Living. And I'm like, that is amazing because I love Young Living oils. And some people talk bad about them. Some people talk good about them. But the fact that she's built that business is incredible because I could not imagine how hard it is to build that company and having to sell these super expensive oils and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I sell knowledge for free and I get paid to do that. That's pretty great. So you look at the types of businesses that are out there and yeah, you were talking about having seasons in your business, but I think that it's really important to understand what business you're going into and really analyze it before you go all in because yeah, it's really hard to quit your job and go full time and change a career when you don't see yourself in that field. So many people that I recruit are like, I've never seen myself becoming a financial advisor. I'm like, I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like you think I wanted to be a financial advisor? I was a pastry chef. (laughs) Like, no, man, I never saw myself that way, but you just learn that there's opportunities out there that you may not have ever seen and it's been thrown in your lap for a reason. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely with the, with the whole seasons thing, like, yeah, I'm one of those people that are like, Oh man, I would never be in finance, but it's not even about the business or the job or whatever. I look at lifestyle and I look at values. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I just wasn't willing to give up my lifestyle to make a bunch of money. That's why I was pretty much a broke personal trainer because I wanted to add so much to my clients that maybe I was giving too much, right? And I wasn't really guided because there's a lot of personal trainers that make great money. But when I came over here, I was looking for that guidance, that lifestyle, but then what I can do big picture. So like personal training, yeah, you help people. It's really great with health and fitness. Awesome. But when you can impact generations, multi-generations because of something that you decided to go for, that's where my values that's where my values come in, right? So some seasons in our, in our business is, uh, it's bonkers. Like we just came off of a really heavy season, but I ended it by going to Mexico for a meditation retreat. And now I'm in quarantine and then I can do work, you know, and then we're going to go into another season of Christmas and, you know, have family time and enjoy and relax and hang out. And then we're going to get excited again for the new year. So, um, I think people need to give themselves a little bit more grace and stop feeling like they have to choose between one or the other because you don't have to. That's just kind of what we believe. Give yourself grace. I love that. 
It's so important because if you just sit there and you just beat yourself up all the time and go, oh my gosh, I'm not doing all these things that I said I was going to do. You're like creating these stress hormones in your body, which means you're literally going to attract more stress hormones to yourself. And that's legit how it goes. And I learned that this week. But if you focus more on, okay, so I am going to go into this next coming month with high energy and I'm rested and I'm able to give back to more people. I can teach people the stuff that I came back with. I can be my better self um, to give more to other people because I'm replenished, you know? And if you're just constantly going boom, 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 you give up so much of your life and you give up so much of your freedom and your happiness because you think that's the right thing to do. And I read a book recently by Brett W. Wilson or W. Brett Wilson. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's called Redefining Success. And he talked about how he lost everything. He lost his family. And he's literally like the whole book is like him apologizing to his ex-wife pretty much because he's like, I gave up everything for my business. And then he got prostate cancer and had to like live through that and came out of it fine. And now he focuses more on his family life and more on himself. And I'm like, dude, don't you wish you knew that going into your business? Like, yeah, okay, we know that the first five years are going to be hard. And I'll tell you, like, I'm almost, I'm like about five years in right now. And you make over double my income. And I'm like, I don't know what she did different than me. And really, it's nothing. It's just, <laughs> we're at different phases in our business, right? Like, you did things way faster in the beginning than I did. And now I'm catching up and I'm like, okay, well in five years, we'll probably have really similar businesses because now we've both figured it out. And it's, you're creating that consistency now in your oh, mentality and all of those totally, things. Totally. And like for, for, for people listening to this, if they're new or if they're, I don't know, a little bit later on in our business, I think a lot of it stems from the way we were raised, right? Like you kind of mentioned that. And like, you're totally right. Like my stepdad gave the best years of his life to working out in the rigs and made a bunch of money and thought it was never going to go away. And then the oil dip and then that went away. And now, you know, we're in 2020 and he's back in his hometown with nothing to show for it. Yep. And I'm just not willing to do that. Not willing to do that. He, again, same thing. He gave up everything, his family, his kids, not because he wanted to, but because he thought it was the right thing to do in order to provide. But if you can't manage the small things, you cannot manage the big things. Therefore now there's really nothing to show. And it's just, mm -hmm. I see that. And a lot of people think they have to do the same thing, but they'll do it better. However, they have absolutely no guidance on how to do it better because they were never taught. So that's literally the the, <laughs> the definition of, an, of insanity, right? Like doing the same thing, expecting a different, a different outcome, a different result. And so, you know, my, my mom's kind of on that same train. She makes great money. She's a nurse, love to death. She's the hardest worker I know, but her life is work. And I just don't believe it has to be that way. I don't because I've, I make double what she makes as well, yet I have a much easier life. So so much more opportunity for growth. And creating that generational wealth and creating the lifestyle that you want. And you don't have to answer to anybody other than yourself, which is usually the hardest thing you can ever do. <laughs> People are like, what the heck? You wake up way too early. I'm like, no, I got up at six for myself because I used to get up at six for someone else and they pay me less money than I pay me. That discipline. Discipline equals freedom. And the, the sooner people realize that, the sooner they're going to live a more fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to 
being coachable, how important do you think it is to have mentors and people around you that are supportive? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, look around yourself right now. And I would ask yourself, who do you look up to the most? Who do you want to be like? And have you interviewed them? Have you asked them about what they've done and, and how their life is now? Have you interviewed, you know, 10, 20, 30 years into the future? Because I did when I was personal training. And I saw personal trainers 10, 20, 30, 40 years older than me doing the same thing I'm doing. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. That's interesting to see. And then, you know, once I put myself in a room of people that are 8 million times better than me and I got super uncomfortable, it forced me to level up because I wanted to. So I think it comes back to what do you want? Is that important to you? Do you want to, you know, progress or are you cool staying the same way? Because that comes down to your values. Yeah, totally. I had that conversation with my spouse yesterday. I was like, okay, where's your identity tied to? Is it your work? Because you're probably not going to be there forever. Right. And he's like, oh yeah, I should probably analyze that. And I'm like, yeah, there's so much more to life than work. And he's like, well, I like being an outdoors man. And, and then he started thinking, right. And it was so cool to just like have that conversation. And I love doing that with people. I love sitting there and going, Hey, if time and money weren't holding you back, what would you do with your life? right? And ask yourself those questions. And then you have other people go, oh, I want to go spend all of this money on this thing. And I had my client today go, my son wants to go buy a $2,000 helmet. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) She's like, yeah, you should have a conversation with him and tell him it's a bad idea. I was like, ask him if it's worth five times as much money to him. (laughs) And uh, she's going to say no, right? So It's just like having those mindset shifts where you understand that the people around you are what you turn into. And if Mm -hmm. you want to be like that person, then keep hanging out with them. And sometimes you can't necessarily get rid of all of these associations in your life and especially right away. But having, like you said, someone in your life that challenges you and someone in your life that makes you super uncomfortable or like makes you want to clean your house before they show up. You know what I mean? Like those are the kind of people you want in your life. Cause that means that they're going to help you level up to the next place. Well, and the mentor or the coach or whatever, they don't even have like, and now that I, I said that, said it out loud, they can be anybody. Like Elena, think, think about all the people we were surrounded with this past week from all different countries, all different walks of life, all different ages Maybe we don't want their life, but maybe we admire an aspect of them that we want to embody a bit more. Yeah. And I think yeah. that takes getting out of that circle. And I, and I notice the people who stay in their same circle, they always stay in the same place, which means they stay in the same mindset, which means they continue uh, their old programming and they never progress. And I mean, that's okay for some people. I just, that's not my, that's not my plan. And I know it's not your plan. No, I totally agree. I'm so focused on my associations when Angela was like, hey, come to Mexico. I'm going with Paige. I was like, I will be there. <laughs> like, These two girls have like, if we could just combined all of our businesses, imagine like the mastermind that we'd have. And that's the opportunity that we had this weekend. It was so moving to just see, hey, I'm doing all the things that they're doing, you know, and I just have to be patient with myself. And again, trust that it's going to happen and not get impatient and not get frustrated and just continue to believe that if I'm doing the work and I'm putting in the time and I'm building myself and building my agency, then everything that I want in my life is coming. 
Oh my goodness. Like a hundred percent. And I, I remember when we were building out here, I didn't have anybody. Like I was the best friend, the CEO, the janitor, the whatever, you know what I mean? I was everybody. I didn't really have a ton. Uh, Zoom wasn't a thing yet. Like we didn't really use that, you know, in, in our industry at the time. And I remember like we opened the office and I didn't have anything. I was pretty dang broke. And I felt like I was working so damn hard, but nothing was happening. And then I just was like, you know what? I just got to trust this and I just got to keep moving forward. And then boom, you know, 100K. And then boom, we've got an office that's actually working. We've got a team that's actually doing something. And now we've got, you know, we're, we've promoted a couple MDs and an SMD. And we're, it's just, it's just so cool. Like, like you said, when you trust and just taking that full responsibility on it, because it, oh man, it gets scary sometimes. Like I remember when our, our first month of office rent was due, I'm like, I don't, I don't have it. I don't have it. And then boom, a big paycheck. That was enough for the office. Right? Okay. Back in business. Now let's go find some chairs. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Just winging it. Really. I didn't necessarily listen to my coach when uh, I went full time. She was like, um, you're a broke associate. Like you should probably, you know, reconsider a little bit. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. I was said, I will make more phone calls. I will make all the phone calls. I do not want to go to a place where I'm literally falling asleep at the wheel and putting myself at jeopardy every single day. I said, it's not just about me. It's about the people whose lives that I'm able to change. And the day that I helped that lady save thousands of dollars a month, I was like, boom, watch me. You know, like if I can do that one time, I can do that 10 times. I can do that a hundred times. And the feeling of fulfillment and just absolute, uh, just like love for yourself that you feel because you did the hard work and then you get that payoff and the payoff isn't financial. The finance is nice. I love making money. It's a beautiful thing, but being able to change that person's life forever and you just start crying because they send you pictures from across the country when they can go see their grandbaby for the first time because you help them save all that money. That's I remember that. payoff. I remember that. I do remember that story. It's true. We don't, we don't show up for a paycheck. Entrepreneurs don't show up for a paycheck because we're all insane. We're all broke at some point. We're all friggin' starving at some point. We we show up because of what it does for other people. Like if I didn't show up, I would have never met Amber and her kid would not have the life she has. If if you didn't show up, that person would have maybe not met their grandbaby for years. Who knows? Like who knows? And so all these like what ifs and you know, this, this thing of, you know, life's a game of inches. It's freaking scares me. It's, it literally scares the shit out of me knowing that I could be the reason somebody doesn't live a better life. And yes, I take that responsibility because I have the capacity to be so much bigger than my environment. So much bigger. Some people don't. I do though. It's because you've done the work. <laughs> Thank you. Still doing the work. <laughs> Still doing it. And that's the thing. Like you look at, Oh, there's sometimes that I'm like, I don't want to go to Dynasty Live. And then I'm like, Greg's showing up. Elena, he makes $2 million a year and he's still showing up. You should probably show up. That means that you're doing what he's doing. And that means you're probably going to have a $2 million income one day. And yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like you just, you just keep doing it. Cause you're like, okay, I'm going to be coachable. I'm going to be coachable. I'm going to be coachable. Um, and when you get discouraged, just understand that it's those moments 
when, like Joe was talking about, when you don't want to meditate or when you don't want to do the personal development, you don't want to show up to the office, you don't want to do all of the things that you know you have to do, you don't want to make those phone calls. Those are the moments when you make that phone call and you get the client on the other end of the line who goes, oh, you didn't know that you saved me 1500 bucks a month? And I'm like, no, like what? You know, and then they just start crying and they start telling you how much you've impacted their life. And you're just like, bam, that's why I make phone calls. Like, right. that's cool. That's why I do this, you know, or like watching together, families together, dude. So while we were in Mexico, one of my agents wrote $17,000 worth of production and he's my old boss. I'm like, yes. how cool is that? Two weeks ago, he's like, I'm worried I'm not gonna be able to pay for my wedding the way that I want to. And I was like, dude, go write some business. <laughs> like, That's it. And then he just okay. goes, boom, writes almost $20,000 worth of production. And I'm like, watch, yeah. just, yeah. just keep going, man. Just keep going and you'll figure it out. And then you get to a point where like I got home from Mexico and I was thinking, I'm like, man, I've already made double digits in income this month. I haven't even done anything yet. Cause I know what's happening from the work I've already done. Yeah. And it's just, it's fascinating to me because people work so damn hard for two, three, four, five, six grand a month and they leave their families and they get taxed so heavily. And all of these, they sacrifice time. Like, it's just, we're so blessed. And how, like, how do you not, how, how do you not wake up happy and excited when you, when you know what you have in your hand? Like you, you just, you can't, like, I literally came from nothing. Like my grandma had 18 kids, big family, one of the biggest here in Thunder Bay. My mom's worked her ass off, you know, that old school, go to school, grind it out to make it happen, get a job, you know, raise your family. My mom was alone raising us for a long time. And then stepdad came in and then what, like, it was just always not very good, but she did the best with what she had. And so if I know that, and if I have the tools to do better and to take care of her down the road, why the hell am I going to do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. This, this whole past week just to reflect on everything that's happened and why my, why was I chosen? Why did I land here? Why did I, you know what I mean? Why, why do I know Elena? Why do I know all these amazing people that helped me keep going? I did something right. I don't know what it was. <laughs> just so damn grateful. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. I think this company chooses us and the fact that we're just like a whole crazy bunch of misfits that just love on people and are willing to do the work. And those are the ones who win and the people who don't want to do the work just sit there and complain and they fail and they get kicked out. You know, it's like, Hey, no, oh, yeah. oh, why do so many people quit? Because they don't want to do anything. That's why the ego. they say the it's ego too hard annoyed. and then they don't want to recruit. And I'm like, every business recruits. What do you mean you don't want to recruit? How do you think you're going to be a business owner if you have no staff? Like, that's not a thing. Um, so I think it's really funny when people are like, mah, 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 and I'm like, okay, bye. Like, you'll be back. You're going to miss out on so many things and you have no idea what you're giving up. Well, usually if they're like that in one area, they're like that in all areas. Like I, I remember being a complainer and a, and a victim mentality when I was younger and it got me nowhere. It got me more frustrated. So you, you have to decide at some point to outgrow that and to move forward. Cause at the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody yep. feels bad for you. Like it just, nobody cares. So you've got, you know, a choice to make. Exactly. Well, I am loving every minute of this. So where can people get access to you if they want to reach out? Oh, um, Instagram is probably my favorite. It's pretty fun. I really do love scrolling and looking at people's stuff. <laughs> so my, uh, my Instagram handle is, is Pagely Grant. 
So my name, P-A-I-G-E-L-E-E, and then Grant, T-R-A-N. Again, uh, we can hang out there. That's a great place. I love your meditation post the other day of you sitting on the beach. I was like, yeah, girl. I feel like I don't take a lot of photos of myself. So I was like, Angela, I'm like, we did not come all the way to Mexico to meditate, to not get a photo of this. Like, we got to do this. So that's why <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Paige. I really enjoyed this. I know everyone got a ton of value and close it out with giving grace to yourself. I love that line. I think that if we just focus more on loving ourselves and just working out of our hearts instead of working out of our heads, we're going to attract so much more abundance and prosperity to ourselves. So thanks again for coming on the show. And until next time, farewell.